You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning, everybody. Steve Splonskowski here along with Father Randall Kazel. And we're coming to you live from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. It's cold here. It's cold there. It's cold everywhere, everybody. It's winter, so that's what happens in the winter, right? It is, and it's extra cold. We're, I think we're below zero here in Sioux Falls right now. Yep. I haven't checked lately what it is, but look, it was minus 10. Yeah, that's okay. It's going to get warm because spring is on its way because it has to come eventually. But we're, it's actually warm here in Sioux Falls in the hearts of the people of the Diocese of Sioux Falls because Bishop-elect Donald DeGroote is going to be ordained and consecrated bishop today. And Father Kazel, you knew him. You know him. Oh, yes. I worked with uh, Bishop-elect DeGroote for several years. Uh, he, of course, as a member of the Presbyterate, I knew him interacting as a pastor and he was the pa- when I was first ordained in 2005, one of my good friends in uh, my ordination class was assigned to be his parish. So I would go visit my friend. We'd uh, be able to have a chance to interact with uh, then Father DeGroote. Uh, and then Father DeGroote took an assignment uh, at the chancery, and he worked with pastors working to solve various problems in parishes and what kinds of issues may be coming up. And so I worked with him uh, a good deal on different things, how to handle certain situations. Uh, Bishop-elect DeGroote, when I worked with him at that time, trying to work on some different matters, uh, was gave very good advice, very wise advice. Um, for my part, I'm just glad I didn't mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> Took the advice, listened, uh, and then. But he also listened to me. He, he, he said, "You know, these are my concerns. This is what I see happening, or these are good things that are happening." He says, well, "Let's keep following that avenue. Um, how do we troubleshoot various things?" And I, I just thought he was a tremendous, tremendously gifted, um, in a sense, an asset. But I, more than an asset, just, he, he he shared his gifts very well. Uh, but he also complimented the gifts of others and wanted to see those come out uh, and also took in hand uh, the weaknesses and and worked to have and help people understand and accept that the, the weaknesses is a part of living life faithfully with God. We, we're, we don't follow God and all of a sudden have no weaknesses. Uh, God uses our weaknesses. He uses every aspect as much as we're willing in his will to bring good, to proclaim the gospel, to have things turn out. And God specializes, I like to say, bringing good out of weaknesses or difficulties or troubles. And uh, that's, I think, Bishop Elector Grood's going to continue that pattern in interacting with people here in Sioux Falls. They're very blessed here. Absolutely. I think it's a good thing to be reminded, as St. Paul says, in, in, our, in our weakness, that's when we are strong. That's right. Because the Lord fills in the lack. Now, Father, I know f- from knowing you that you're a farm boy, and I also know from hearing that uh, Bishop-elect Donald DeGroote is also a farm boy. Um, and how do you think that background is going to fit you know, the, the diocese of Sioux Falls, which, I mean, many of our dioceses is in this region are very rural. Yes, I, I think it's going to fit very well. I, I think a few of the aspects of the qualities of Bishop Lake DeGroote, one, he's contemplative. Uh, in, in farm life, you tend to be contemplative. I, uh, I I know my younger brother, he might be listening, but I'll put a little plug. He likes to be in the tractor for hours. Well, what do you do in the tractor for hours and, and not fall asleep? Well, you contemplate things. You think about this or that, and you have a chance to pray. Uh, so I know Bishop Lake DeGroote, uh, he, he has a contemplative side. Uh, he loves to pray. He loves to have silence. Uh, St. John of the Cross has that a, a beautiful saying that God's favorite way to listen is in uh, loving silence. When we're with God, loving him in quiet, uh, our, our Lord loves that. He, he, he most is pleased when we give him that time. Or, uh, I know Bishop Elector Grew practices that, and he, he works to carve that time out of his day. 
and out of his life in general for those opportunities with our Lord. And secondly, he works hard. You know, you're on a farm. If your farm is going to make it, you're just going to very simply work hard. Uh, and you're going to do things. You're going to be dedicated to the mission, to the project. You see things that need to be done. You're going to work and plan to have them be done. He, he, he's self-moving. And, and so that's part of being a, a farm upbringing. You, the cows need to be milked. They can't be milked at noon. Uh, they need to be milked at 6 a.m. <laughs> and then they can't be milked at midnight. They're milked at 6 p.m. You know, they, they have a timing all their own. And so the, the farmer has a way of bending his own will to the needs of even the animals. They need to be fed. So you're, in a way, a, a farmer has a bending of his own will, uh, and that's a formation for a young person growing up on a farm. Yeah, I think it's one of the great things that we, I think, as we uh, move away from the farm, we start to lose touch with reality to a degree, because as you stay close to the land, there's a humility and a trust in the Lord. Um, working with animals, working with the land, keeps you close to reality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it, it's, it's a beautiful thing to... Uh, our, our, our world needs more reality. That's right. <laughs> they need that. We need that reality check, and and so it's a it's a great opportunity. Well, we are joined now uh, with uh, Bishop John Quinn from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. Bishop Quinn, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Always look forward to our conversation, and of course, I wish you every blessing for all the good work you're doing and spreading the gospel and a relationship with Jesus Christ on the radio airwaves. So I can truly say to you, blessed are you. Yes, thank you, Bishop Quinn. Uh, Father Randall Kazel, uh, great to be with you again here on Real Presence Radio. And uh, Bishop Quinn, you recently were in Rome uh, visiting with our Holy Father, Pope Francis, uh, uh, and he, Pope Francis being the bishop also of Rome. Uh, What did you take away from that visit that you can share with us? Gosh, there's so much. Uh, in fact, Father, I find myself uh, in uh, prayer coming back to that uh, experience with Pope Francis as a opportunity for, again, further grace. But I really can say that what I took away from it was a true encounter with the successor of Peter. He welcomed us uh, as brothers he treated us with great love and respect. And, I mean, what a privilege. Uh, the bishops of uh, Minnesota and North and South Dakota uh, were, not a, were not a very large group, about uh, ten of us. Mm-hmm. Here we are with the successor of uh, St. Peter for two hours to ask questions and to hear our Holy Father's wisdom. But the thing I just, it keeps coming back to me here is the successor of Peter, an unbroken chain of shepherds, and the privilege I have to encounter the successor of St. Peter. Yeah, that, that comes across to me, Bishop Quinn, if, if I had any words, be awe-inspiring. I, I hear the awe in you that this this is uh, historic, and this person is is the history of our Lord's presence in the, the, the world, in the Church, and here, here it is embodied in a person. That's right, and that, you know, he promised to found his church on the rock, on Peter, and he gave to Peter the keys of the kingdom to bind and to loose. And there has always been this unbroken chain of bishops of Rome, who have been not only for us uh, the successor of Peter, but uh, the Petrine primacy, but then also papal infallibility, that the Holy Spirit guides in a special way the person the Holy Spirit has chosen through the cardinals 
to lead our church. So all of those things, when you're there and then you pray at the tomb of St. Peter and at the tomb of St. Paul, uh, there's a rush of emotion. There's a rush of God's mercy that comes across, and to be privileged to be part of the way in which the Lord has structured his church till he returns um, is, for me, overwhelming. Absolutely. Bishop uh, John Quinn, thank you for being with us here this hour. Uh, Steve Splonskowski here. Um, so tell us, you know, you've experienced this uh, being ordained, consecrated a bishop, a special day. As a married man, I would assume it's kind of similar to your wedding day. Uh, so a, a really a, a crazy day, a day that uh, you probably remember certain things and don't remember others. But what was, what do you remember about your day uh, when you became the bishop of the Winona Rochester Diocese? Well, it, it really went in two parts. I was ordained a, a bishop in Detroit as an auxiliary bishop, and then was transferred uh, by the Holy Father to be the bishop here. So it was really in, in two stages, the, which was a blessing so that I didn't have to take it all in at one time. Uh, I don't know if I could have. I still am taking it in after all these years. The, the grace, as you know, of ordination is ongoing, and that grace of office never stops. But uh, when I was ordained a bishop, I remember this intense sense of the unworthiness and the love that God had for me. And when you prostrate, now this is the third time, you know, as a deacon, as a priest, and now as a bishop on the stone-cold floor of the cathedral. And, you know, as some of my classmates said to me, well, it's the third time, see if you can get it right this time, you know. <laughs> uh, and I remember the, that, that sense, the humility, and then the privilege uh, as, a, as an auxiliary bishop, first time I ordained some of my students to the diaconate uh, that I'd had in class at Sacred Heart Seminary, I could not believe I was transmitting sacred orders, and that um, this was, again, part of the, the apostolic office that I could exercise. And then when I came here to uh, the Winona Diocese, it was the privilege of governing God's people as a shepherd, uh, and to have to come to know all new people, uh, travel a terrain I never saw before, but to see the Eucharist and to that work, and readily and quickly to feel at home. God's people were here waiting. God had been waiting to send me. What I had to do was arrive with an open heart. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful, Bishop Quinn. And you mentioned about the various aspects of blessings within the service of the office of bishop and also various uh, trials of uh, working with the newness of everything. And what words of wisdom would you share with Bishop Elect DeGrood? Uh, what, what would you offer him as insights, but also encouragement? Uh, the encouragement would be that the Lord uh, picked you, the Holy Spirit did, and don't question in any way that you have been uh, named the bishop there of Sioux Falls. That, that's an intentional activity of the triune God. And so while you, I'm sure he feels very inadequate, that all will be supplied. The Lord will provide that for him. The second thing is stay a man of prayer. Uh, don't, in um, the desire to be everywhere in the diocese at one time, uh, don't compromise the uh, time, the holy hour every day, the celebration of the Eucharist. 
the time uh, that you take for the liturgy, the hours. In other words, uh, allow your ministry to flow from God's grace in your life. The Lord will give you everything you need. That's his promise, not mine. Uh, And so I would encourage him and just say, uh, the Lord has picked you. Stay a man of prayer. Be a good shepherd. And you'll be surprised what the Lord will do through you. Uh, Sounds like great advice, Bishop Quinn. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. If you just joined us, we're visiting with Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. You're listening to Real Presence Live. And we're coming to you live from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Now, Bishop Quinn, I had the honor of being in Rome when you were in Rome. Um, I didn't get the chance to visit with you because you were busy, but uh, I, I was actually able to be there at St. Peter's when you uh, were the uh, you presided over the Mass for the Pilgrims, and you you talked a little bit about seeing the Lord seeing what we can be versus the limited versions of ourselves. And I think, of course, this also ties in with uh, the uh, election here of Don, uh, Bishop Donald, um, Bishop-elect Donald DeGrood, but also I think is a challenge for us to understand how the Lord sees us. Can you talk a little bit about that? Go back to that homily that you shared with us? There's oh, so much be, wisdom there. Sure, I'd be very honored to that. Uh, as, uh, you know, Peter, uh, of course, is the person that the Lord selects to be the head of the apostles, to be the one upon whom his church will be founded. And I, I know as we uh, read and come to understand uh, Peter in the scriptures, uh, the Lord calls him the rock, but he wasn't always the rock. In fact, at times he's a bit of a shifting sand, and he even denies the Lord. He is a person of great passion, and then he can also get things very, very wrong. And the Lord, though, says, but you're the rock, and the Lord's going to make him the rock. And the Lord saw more in Peter than Peter saw in himself. And that's what I mean by the Lord intentionally calls people, as he has Bishop de Groot. Uh, Bishop may not see that in himself. None of us do, but the Lord does and sees what we can become. And then he encourages us and appoints us sometimes to um, leadership positions, and in this case, the bishop of a diocese, sacramental ordination. But for sure, uh, the Lord is going to help make him that shepherd of souls. He may not feel it this morning. He may feel very much, uh, how am I ever going to do this? I'm, I'm, I'm weak. Uh, he's going to feel like Peter. But the Lord is saying to him, no, you're my rock. Don't worry, you will become that. So much so, Peter died for Jesus. Yeah, and it's a good reminder. I mean, do we become, I mean, we're, well, obviously we worry, we are unworthy to be servants of the Lord. Um, but in our failings, um, you know, I was thinking about this actually last night, uh, you know, when Peter denied Christ, um, I want to say, does that make him unworthy to be Christ's uh, son, Christ? And it does in a sense, but the Lord, over, how does the Lord overcome that? Uh, well, I think the Lord knows where, I mean, that's why he came to redeem us. Uh, he comes to us as the divine physician. So if we already are perfect, we don't need a Savior. And in mm-hmm. fact, we can get a self-help book and uh, figure out what to do. The fact is, we are dependent upon his mercy. He knows our failings, but out of those failings, I look at Peter. Out of his denial comes his affirming to, go ahead, do you love me? And Peter keeps saying, yes, I do, Lord. And then he's told to feed the sheep, you know. In other words, 
then get out there and show it. But the Lord uh, knows our failings. He knows that we are at times, uh, uh, you know, not going to do things with the with the conviction maybe that we should. We get tired, but the Lord will take those moments, transform them in His love and grace, and we become stronger. They become the person He wants us to be. He sees holiness and eternal life shining in all of us. Hmm. Thank you, Bishop Quinn. And for our listeners, you're tuning in here to Real Presence Live. And we're blessed. Uh, I'm here with I'm Father Randall Kazel, and we have uh, Steve Splonskowski. And we're blessed to have Bishop John Quinn, the Bishop of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. And we're talking about the role of a bishop and how a bishop shares the sacrament of holy orders on the episcopate and shares with the faithful. And, and Bishop Quinn, you've spoken very eloquently in it. Uh, I had a question that comes to mind. It uh, certainly obviously it's a challenge to be a bishop in our time and it's a challenge simply to proclaim the gospel um what what kind of things would you suggest uh to help uh our faithful to hear the gospel and how what kind of challenges do you see that we need to face in in uh, uh encouraging our faithful to have hearts that will uh continually surrender in loving trust to jesus and receive the gospel as the gift it is i think there's a great deal going on in just about every diocese uh, with evangelization, and I believe that it is taking hold that the uh, primary focus of every diocese is to proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and to help every person to see whatever encounter they're having as an opportunity to proclaim Jesus. Uh, it can be just as simple as when you're going through an airport and somebody stops you, to be able to give a greeting to people. I know I was coming home from Gary, Indiana, and I had some people stop me. And, you know, and they say, of course, you're a priest, aren't you? And I say, of course I am. How can I help you? <laughs> There's that encounter, the opportunity for accompaniment, even if it's very brief. But we also know there's people struggling who are looking for uh, someone to accompany them when there's cancer when someone in the family is going through really some dark times. I think we're a church that is permanently, as the Holy Father says, on mission. Not maintenance, on mission. A lively, continuing encounter with Jesus Christ. He is the unique entry into history of God, and because of the Trinity. So I believe what the best way we can do it is start witnessing more to him. And also, as the Holy Father reminds us, we have to have some joy in our lives. If we all look like sourpusses, you know, uh, we're not really a well good said. sign of the gospel, you know, that it's supposed to be good news. But I would say let's keep uh, inviting, keep accompanying, but most of all, that'll come if we are rooted in the Eucharist. We're all going to Mass uh, every week, which has kind of fallen off, families being together those that can come during the week, adoration. It's wonderful to see our parishes having 24-hour adoration where people can encounter that Lord. And then let's encourage each other along the pilgrim way. Awesome. Well, thank you, Bishop. John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, thank you for taking the time to be with us this morning. Oh, it's my privilege always. Thank you again for this invitation, and blessed are all of you.
Amen. Thank you, Amen. Well, we're going to stay on mission here, as Bishop just talked about, but we're going to come back with an interview with Bishop John Folda, who will share with us the joy for welcoming a new brother bishop. And later, we're going to visit with a close friend of Bishop-elect DeGrude, Bishop Andrew Cousins, and we're looking forward to talking about that special day, this special day with Bishop Cousins. Stay tuned here to Real Presence Radio. You can also tune in and listen to the uh, installation and consecration of Bishop-elect Donald DeGrude on realpresenceradio.com later. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back on the other side of this break. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 